welcome to episode 155 of the Mandarin Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I am back at work, Janelle Vecchio. Well, it is the end of spring break. It is. Well, I mean, the spring break is over already. We're, it's we're back over in as it. we know it. The kids had their last day of spring break today. Yeah, they got to have yeah, a little bit longer than you because their school's a little different schedule. And uh, we're back in the thick of it. Still teaching from home, and the kids are still going to be learning from home. Mm-hmm. Closing out the year remotely. Yes. What is it, like nine weeks till the end of the year or something like that? Ten weeks. Ten weeks. Yeah, but you don't really count the first week back. and The last week of school is fun. Yeah, plus there's a three-day weekend in there somewhere. And we have to do state testing, so that's a month. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> So, you know, we're we're approaching the end. And what are we doing this summer? Probably well, nothing. I have a really good idea, but I don't want the kids to hear. Well, they do listen sometimes when I edit, so <laughs> you don't want to spoil. I will have to do it when we know. I'll have to reveal it. But okay. it's as it gets a little closer, we're going to have a really fun idea. And, you know, depending on... How things are looking this summer, we might take another quarantine vacation, but that's all yeah. up in the air. <laughs> it, until the kids are vaccinated, it's going to look like that, and that's okay. It's fine by me. I like quarantine vacations. Yeah. They're really relaxing. We've had a lot of fun in spite of all of it. Yes. So. Well, with that, um, it's time for us to jump straight into this show because we've got a lot of stuff to cover in a short amount of time, which then turns into a long amount of time Mm because we talk a lot, Mm -hmm. which is why we have a podcast. (laughs) Because all of this talking we do has got to be for something. (laughs) All right. It's time to get in the news. So please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, or wherever you listen to our podcasts. It helps us climb the charts, and it helps us get exposed to more people. Those charts, man. You know, it's, it's all about the charts, the po- podcast Variety. Chart. Yeah. I think that's what it is, right? The Billboard Top 100 Podcast yes, Chart. That yeah, one. We're up there with that thing you do. Uh we were just discussing how we still really don't know how to look at how many downloads we have and things yeah, like that. Yeah, like, I'm in all these, like, podcasting groups, and they're like, 10,000 downloads, woohoo! And it's like, I don't even know. How do you look that up? I mean, I know that we should know, and I just, I have so much other stuff to do. I just never get around to figuring it out. And we don't do it for the numbers. We're not doing it for the numbers. The we glory. do it for the creative creative output that's what i meant <laughs> yeah it's i mean at some point we should probably figure that out but we know that you dear listeners are listening how do we know that because you wouldn't have heard us say these things if you weren't <laughs> by the very definition of you being a listener we know you're hearing it well and here's the other thing too that it's the thing we do look at it'll show like zero but then, like, that's just like it a host pops thing, up, like, yeah, and are, then it yeah. pops up a couple weeks later, and I know people because people write in, so we know we at least. Well, have it takes a, a while for that to update. I, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Probably never, <laughs> and then we'll just keep talking about how we don't know. And if you do know how, um, you, you could know, write to write us, to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail and say, Phil, Janelle. <laughs> It's really easy to find out how many downloads you have. You just blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because that's what I want it to be. Like, I don't want to have to do anything. And that's how you need to explain it to us. Like, we're five like years we're, old. Explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. <laughs> it's true. Or in this case, more like, explain it to me like I'm, you know, over 70. <laughs> One of the two. It's kind of like a... It's much like, you know, they always talk about when you're young, you know, you can't walk and people have to take care of you and you get old, same thing, you know, like it's a cycle. Well, I think technology works the same way, you know. Definitely. And uh, it's that's where we're at. Even though I don't, we're not that old, I feel that way sometimes. Like, oh, I just don't want to put the effort in to think about it. Is that bad? (laughs) I'm just doing so many other things. (laughs) Right. All right. Rant over, (laughs) whining over, but 
we do still have an Instagram. Yes, And we, we know do. how to operate that. And you should follow us at Mandarin Orange Show. At Mandarin Orange on Twitter. And please like our Facebook page and join our group, Mandarin Orange Show, the group. Yes, please. Probably one of my favorite things about the group is how um, I named it Mandarin Orange Show, the group. Why? I just think it's funny that the group is called Mandarin Orange Show, colon, the group. (laughs) Um, A lot of times we post funny things in there. And today I'm posting a mayonnaise commercial. Oh. That um, we watched for Hellman's Mayonnaise. Phil thought it was an SNL commercial. Because it's <laughs> so disgusting how much mayonnaise they and eat. And I remember that commercial from 1990. I remember seeing it on TV. Yeah. And I'm like, why is Phil watching a I'm mayonnaise I'm like, oh, commercial? check out this disgusting Saturday Night Live car- commercial where they no. eat like huge globs of mayonnaise. And they dip celery in mayonnaise and lobster claws in mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. And and we think either a strawberry or a radish. Ugh, and the kid's got like mayonnaise all over his face. Like, it's <laughs> sick. And I, I mean, I'm not like a mayonnaise hater. I put mayonnaise on a sandwich yeah. or whatever. But you like spread it thinly, mm-hmm. you know. You're not like... Drinking the stuff. Although when I do make my copycat Subway sandwich recipes, I use a healthy portion of mayonnaise. Again, though. And you said those are the world's best sandwiches. But you want it to be in proportion to the other stuff that's on there. Like, if it's spread out and it's, you know, there's lettuce and tomato and it's, like, you know, across all, that's fine. This, yeah. In this video, they're just straight up dipping celery in a big tub of mayonnaise. hmm Like, that's Gross. There's a limit. There's a line. There is a line. All right. Well, speaking of that line, we just crossed the line, like you said, at the end of spring break. But we had a whole second week at home. Second miracle week. What do we do? So, I, like, had this whole plan to, like, you know, just kind of, like, work on my blog and organize and work on our screenplay and just get all this stuff done. I worked on our screenplay. What did you do? I didn't. <laughs> and basically, it was just a one-week veg fest. Well, we played outside. We did a pool day in the backyard. Is any of that productive? Well, I didn't say productive, but it's not veg either. Like, we went out in the yard and we I pruned some branches while we were out there. We still haven't cleaned okay, up well, the I waiting pool. I was not pool. productive. I did not do anything. I didn't do any laundry. I didn't do a load of I dishes. Did. I did. I didn't do anything. But you cooked a couple times. Oh, I did cook. There you go. You found something there productive. There you go. See? But most of the time what I did was, okay, what drive through am I going through today? That's true. Not Well, you did like one every, at least one a day. Like you didn't Yeah, we did one meals. meal, yeah. eat at home, and then it was great. Well, then we played a lot of board games. We played video games. We watched yeah. TV shows. We napped. Oh, we did so much napping. It was wonderful. And then, like, I shopped online. Yeah. Because I can't go in anywhere yet. So I'd be like, oh, let's shop online. And we'd look at the, like, weekly circular for Target. And this is the thing. Janelle <laughs> reels me in. She's like, look, it's a buy one, get one off, 50% off video games. And I'm like, all right, I'll come look at that, you know. And then, and then meanwhile, I'm putting in, like, Clothes for the kids and Easter candy. It's not any different than when we went in Target in person. Like, no. It's the same thing. You'd be like, hey, uh, go back and look at the toys and video games and I'll meet you back there. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, I'm looking at games and you've got a cart full to the top. And I'm like, I didn't even think we were coming in for anything. And, and now, you're like, I wasn't. And now you can't even, like, see it until it comes in the mail. It's dangerous. So. Not any more dangerous than me being around, like, online music things that i can order there's been so many new albums announced this week so much great stuff and i may have pre-ordered several records and cds but you know all about them i don't do them in secret yeah that way when they show up at the door and there's a record out on the porch i go you i told you i was gonna get this (laughs) (laughs) it's your first time i told you like phil like sacked like i like don't let him get whatever he wants, which is not true. I'm just saying, I, I'm a very like conservative spender when it comes to 
most things in music. Like, I'm always looking for good deals, but there's certain things, like, you know, if they're doing a limited release of something I really want, like, you can only get in a little window. Well... And I don't want to not have pink vinyl of the Morellis Forest re-release. This kind of leads into something um, we've been doing uh, this week, is watching old home movies... That's always been how we are. I, yeah. You are a conservative spender, and I will just buy whatever my heart desires. Yes. We this, balance each other this out. This is why when we got married, you owed me several hundred dollars, <laughs> and as a part of our engagement celebration, I forgave your debt. You said, we're one now. It was sort of like a reverse dowry. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> that's how I knew you'd say yes because I had that over you I'm like I'll forgive your debt if you marry me <laughs> that worked no I was still gonna pay you back but when you said I didn't have to I was what like, when we're engaged you're gonna pay me back it's all folded in one now what's the point <laughs> yeah but I was going to I'm really good at paying back my debts mm-hmm. okay it may take me a while but I always do well that was back when I was the breadwinner of the family <sighs> been a while yeah since 2005 i've always made more money than you but before that you always made more money than me well in college though i worked like three jobs yeah so i don't think you made more money than me in college i spent more you just spent more that's the thing (laughs) i worked jobs too but i was thrifty so i always had money left over after my paychecks and you Bought keyboards and video cameras, cameras. and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Okay. All right. Well, that was a good uh, thing that brings it back around to the other thing. Audrey had her first queen for the day. Yes. She spent her uh, mommy daddy dollars, which is our uh, household um, currency. Currency. Our I call it a classroom economy. Your so classroom it's economy. Our home it's our home economy. economy. There you go. Which, you know, when the kids are younger, it's like a good, you know, behavior thing, right? It's like a classroom management. Like, mm-hmm. if the kids get in trouble, then they pull a dollar. They have to, like, lose a dollar. You know, a mommy, daddy dollar, whatever. Now they don't ever pull them. They don't. They're just too sweet. So, they just basically, it's just a way to monitor but we, getting we have out. the uh, mommy, daddy dollars that we've been doing all these years. So well, thank for that. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's a great way to kind of do, like, a in-home what is the word for when you get Allowance. money from your parents? Because I never got that as a kid. Allowance. Allowance. I can't think of words tonight. It's a good way to I have never like, got allowance either. I never got an allowance. But it's a good way to do like an in-home allowance. Well, I shouldn't say that. There was sometimes when I got a, like a lunch allowance. Like my parents would give me three or four bucks to get lunch at school. And they didn't care like how much I spent of it on the food. And so I would just buy like a little snack and then pocket the money. And they knew I was doing that. That was like their way of giving me an allowance. So. That I was on free lunch, so didn't, didn't have that. But so the kids, like, in order to earn their dollars, they have to, like, do chores and help out around the house. And so if they continue to participate in their chores and whatnot, then they get their little mommy-daddy dollar. Yeah, it's great. And uh, we had to revamp the mommy-daddy dollar chart recently. Yeah, what they could redeem them for. Because we still had buy a churro at Disneyland on there. Right, or go to John's Incredible Pizza <laughs> Several uh, (laughs) non-COVID compliant things. So we revamped it. And since I've been doing Queen for the Day every month, everybody's been a little jelly. Yeah. So we gave to Janelle to be Queen for the Day, as you guys know, at Christmas, once a month for the entire year. And we celebrate her. She gets to pick the activities. (laughs) We serve her food. She gets to pick the food, et cetera, et cetera. And so then we put this in the mommy, daddy dollar thing. (laughs) The kids could use their dollars to get that for the day as well. And both Luke and Audrey have traded those. And Luke's is coming up next week. But there's never, I don't get to be king for a day. There's no means for me to get king for a day. I I wonder if it'll ever happen. All I'm saying is. My present giving is so good that not only do you love it, but our kids (laughs) want to get in on it. And this was my idea. Well, it is a very good idea. I've been having fun with it. Audrey was a very benevolent ruler. And hot tip for those of you who, like, think that you have to buy expensive things for each other. Queen for a day doesn't really cost any extra. I mean... 
yes, we let you like pick out to eat like stuff to order, which is a little more than if you're like cooking at home, but you got to eat. But I do pick stuff for you to cook at home. Too. That's true. That's true. I say makes me spaghetti. Well, and you can you can make that the rule if, you know, if you want to be extremely thrifty with it and therefore it really doesn't cost anything. You no. just choose activities you want to do around the house, people serve you, you get to do what you want. Like and yet, even though it didn't really cost me any money to give, it's like the most popular present. It is. So, just just throwing that out there. <laughs> if you ever have someone like, oh, I don't have any money, I can't buy presents, like, you could be, be creative. creative. And not, like, I'm not saying that homemade cards aren't sweet or whatever, but, like, <laughs> if you're an adult and you want to do it, you could be creative and make right. it something worthwhile. I'm kind of proud of it. i got to be honest. Yes. It's a good good one. So Audrey chose watching home videos for part of it, mm-hmm. but also like playing games. She wanted to do board games. We played a video game, watched a TV show. She picked food. And she also like, when she picked her game, we had a game out on the table, which we'll talk about yeah. in the game section. But we had a game out, but she f- chose to finish it up before moving on to her game. Yep. So she knew that would that would be a little, you know, oh, well for you. <laughs> yeah. So she she was a benevolent ruler, in other words. Yes. And then that led into Easter, and uh, then back to school. Easter, we we stayed home, stayed home, and uh, you know, did did our church activities at home, did our egg activities at home, did our eating activities at home, and uh, it was it was a good day. It's a good day. We do have a great backyard for Easter egg hunts. We always have. It's pretty epic. Well, not until we moved here in our old apartment. <laughs> uh, before we moved here, we had a six by eight cement little patio to hide eggs on. Yeah. That's not quite the same Much thing. better. And that brings us up to the news. I think we're up to date there, right? We're up to date. Well, we have got to dive into some listener mail. You got mail. Now, if you remember from last week, um, we told you guys that we had gotten listener mail from frequent writer inner Ben, and we kind of put it off because, you know, time-wise. And so now we're going to dive into Ben's epic email. And um, it's actually, although it is, you know, a good solid link, it's not as long as some that he's done. <laughs> But because, for the sake of speed uh, and time, I'm going to read this one, yes. Yes, I'm a slow reader. You're just a more, like, pensive reader, (laughs) and that's good, and you have a lot of good skills in that, but, like, in order to get through this in a reasonable amount of time, I'm going to just do, it's not speed reading, but, you know, we're going to just go through it at a healthy clip there. A healthy rate. All right, here we go. From Ben Hunt, the title of the email is, Hello Again, Vecchio Clan. And then he says, hello, friends. I was once again behind on MOS episodes, but now am caught up. I've really enjoyed your latest ongoing discussions of MCU, that's Marvel Cinematic Universe films. I'm a big fan of all of them. Some are very obviously better than others, but I've never walked away from any of them angry or upset that I watched them. I agree that it's hard to compare single character films like Thor and Iron Man with the epic Avengers movies. That said, I still have my favorites. And no, Iron Man 2 or 3 are not in my top five. Back in 2019, I did what you guys are currently doing now, watching every Marvel film in order. I did it in a long-running lead-up to the premiere of Avengers Endgame in April 2019. I wanted to ensure any references, side jokes, or Easter eggs in the big finale were not missed on my part. As you know, the MCU is chock-full of these things, and I wanted my Endgame experience to be epic. And it was. Glad you guys are diving back into the MCU. Always interesting to hear opinions after the fan frenzy dies down during the year of releases. For example, do things hold up 10 years later? I'm definitely on Team Janelle for the fish out of water stuff. That's always fun, like in Thor and other films. Hashtag, I need a horse. (laughs) That's how you have to say that hashtag. Mm -hmm. In the pet store scene from the original Thor. Yes, that stuff is great. We discussed doing this before Endgame, but like we didn't start early enough. And our kids, it's fun that our kids are old enough. To do it with us. Yeah, and they just, you know, I mean, they just weren't quite there at they that weren't. point. And, you know, again, because we didn't have time to just sit and watch them all back to back. So we just didn't get started early enough to do it. Um, Did you, Ben, watch... All the Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D.? The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because that's Agent a whole Carter. other level. And I'm really enjoying... 
like there's all the yeah all the TV stuff that ties together. Some of them obviously tie together more than others. Although today I was reading because I have like a couple of different websites that tell you like what order to watch them in so that you get it all at the right time. You know, like this this Agents of Shield episode ties into Captain America: The Winter Soldier or whatever, and so I want to make sure we're getting them all at the right places. So there's some handy websites that you can do and that. We did this with X Men too. You mean X Files? <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah. We did this with X-Files, too, where we watched X-Files, and then we'd pause and watch the spin-off. And, and watch the movies when they were Long supposed Gunman. to come up. Yeah. So. So, we're doing that, and I was just looking at it today, because we're, we're still in the middle of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1. We're coming up to where it leads into The Winter Soldier. But, like, the other shows tie in more than I realized. Mm-hmm. Some of them more than others, obviously, but... I don't know. I'm probably gonna want to watch more of it. I don't. I know you don't want to like necessarily dive into. So all which of them. ones? Well, like there's crossover between Agents of Shield and some of the Defenders stuff. Defenders, which is where because you had um, Daredevil and Jessica Jones, yeah, Iron Fist and Luke Cage, and then they all teamed up. Oh, and the Punisher, and then they team up for an, a season of the Defenders, which is like the their team instead of Avengers. And there's a crossover between that and. Okay, well, Agents I'm not doing that, but I'll watch Agents of Shield. <laughs> well, I I think that may be that's fine. and also like some of those were a little too violent for me. Well, they're all like those ones are definitely <laughs> mature audiences. Yeah, like I'm not watching Daredevil with the kids. You know? No, Daredevil was really like I loved it, but then I felt like I was like covering my eyes the whole time. You were <laughs> waiting for a shot to the head. Well, anyway, um, it's fun, and we'll continue to talk more about that as we go through it. All right, back to Ben. Nice to hear a Vacation Pants segment in a recent episode, and I'm excited to hear about where the Vecchio clan is heading. You mentioned Southern Utah, I think. Having been to the Big Five National Parks there, I can only guess that either means Zion or Bryce Canyon, or perhaps both. I'm jealous that you are within driving distance of those places, though as you've likely seen on my Facebook page, I've not been starved for National Park fun out in our neck of the woods in Tennessee. Yes, Ben's, <laughs> yes. Ben's been getting around. Um, and I'm not. we talked at great length about our southern Utah adventures yes, in the last no. episode, so I'll refer you back to that uh, for this. Um, but yes, we did have a great time there this in St. George. wonderful. Uh, Great Smoky Mountain National Park is just up the road and is proudly the number one most visited national park in these here United States, with over 12 million visitors in 2019 alone. Though with the noticeable lack of international travel for Americans last year due to COVID, the 2020 stats for that park and others are sure to break attendance records. We heard similar stories from locals out in Wyoming with Yellowstone and Grand Teton. I mean, what do you do when you can't go to Europe? Visit your own country, that's what. Looking forward to hearing how your trip went. Well, he's looking back to the past now because we <laughs> talked about it. But yes. It was great. We did go to Zion. It was fantastic. But probably more crowded, you know. Yeah. That's why we didn't get out of the car. Well, because we were there in like early March. It wasn't spring break in the <laughs> no. local area. And there was like a lot of people there. So Yeah, we couldn't yeah. do it. Probably more than there would have been other years, I bet. I'd love to go back there post-pandemic. All right, so now this is, the to, for me, the highlight of Ben's letter. Yes. The- okay, now to the burning question from you and your dear listeners. How did you score from my previous question to you about classic Southern phrases and words? It was hilarious to listen to your responses, so much so that I rewound the segment of your podcast to laugh all over again. <laughs> and you'll be happy to hear you got a few of them right. So here Yay. we go. All right, so he, now he's got each one of the words and then his like take on what we said. So the okay. first one. Toboggan. This word has been the root of many friendly arguments with my wife, who is from the South. Yes, the definition of this word to most of the world, including me, a native Californian and proud speaker of the King's English, is a sled, like the one you'd use to glide down a snowy hill in Big Bear, Phil's hometown. However, in the South, this is the word for what you and I would call a cap or a beanie, like you'd wear on your head during the wintertime, or what you see on Stan and Cartman's heads in South Park. Crazy, I know. As a side note, I will on occasion text a picture to my wife whenever I see a toboggan labeled as a beanie in our local Target. See, I'm not crazy, honey. <laughs> That's funny. There's so many words for that because there's beanie in uh, Canada. I think they call it a toque. Yeah. Like everyone's got a different name for the little knit cap that you wear over your head. Right. I've never heard toboggan used in that way. I was thinking about 
Remember in Europe, flip flops were click clacks. Oh, click clacks. Yeah, that was in uh, in Denmark. Yeah, yeah click clacks. Well, because those always just are, seems like they're named after the sound they make. You know? Yeah, click clack, click clack. But uh, that's funny stuff. Yeah, that's great. Toboggan. I mean, I guess there's not a lot of call for the use of toboggan in Tennessee. <laughs> true. I mean, well, that's not true. I like mean, in the does, mountains, yeah, in the in the national parks and stuff. But in other parts of the South, like. You know, less likely that if you're in Alabama, you're going to need a snow sled. Right. So they got to have something to call a toboggan. Yeah, they got to use a word. A fun word. All right, next. Covered up. I've actually adopted this one into my speech as it's quaint and rather accurate in definition. In the South, it means that a location or establishment like a restaurant is overcrowded with people. For example. Oh, and then he's asking me to use my best Southern accent. So here we go. Hey, Ma, looks like Cracker Barrel is covered up again. Guess that's what you'd expect being right after church and all. By the way, I hope your listeners know what a Cracker Barrel is. I know they are rare west of Texas. There was a Cracker Barrel somewhere, like, much further than we thought. We Didn't we pass one on our trip? We passed, yeah. I think we did. Like Vegas, I want to say. Vegas, well... Our friend opened the one in Vegas. Well, that's right. <laughs> well, but I feel like there's others out there too. I, they're coming closer yeah. to California. Yeah. So, I but think our friend from there. college opened a Cracker Barrel in Vegas, and we might have driven by it. So, all right. So I don't think we guessed that one correctly. <laughs> no. Uh, next, buggy. Another argument starter with my wife. While it can work in all U.S. regions for words horse and buggy, like the ones in the Old West days, in the South it's slang for a shopping cart at a grocery store. I've never said this word aloud in such respect and refuse to do so. I will die with this stance. My dignity simply won't allow it. Why? Because buggies are for horses and shopping carts are what humans use to collect food and drink items (laughs) and such in stores. I know I sound like the typical arrogant Californian right now, but as Ross Geller once quipped on Friends, there's nothing wrong with speaking correctly. (laughs) Do you like my Ross? No. Rachel. (laughs) Okay, there you go. How's that better? I bet at least one of you knows that that clip from the show. Do you know? There's nothing wrong with speaking correctly. Um, like because he was correcting somebody, Probably, Joey. I don't, I don't think you know Friends as well as I know Seinfeld. Oh, absolutely not! <laughs> I didn't watch it completely until our marriage. That's true. All right. Next, fixing two. Yes, you're right on that one. I'm about to do something. Oh, we got one! Yay! I'm, about to, ding, I'm fixing ding. to go out to the store. Caddy wampus. This just means something is crooked or not set straight. Hey, Bert, that chair's all caddy wampus. Best not sit your keister on it, lest you want splinters up your behind. <laughs> That's a little more like a country bear jamboree there. <laughs> sorts of accents. That's fun. Today. So I think we got that one pretty right, too, in our thing. This one, burnt slap up. This is a fun phrase for sure. It basically means something is destroyed, burned up, irreparably broken, or just a big mess. It can also be a description for someone who is plastered drunk. Definitely never heard that Mm -mm. before. That's a good one for outbursts. That's true, yeah. Doohickey. A replacement word for just about anything. Grab the doohickey over there. You know, the one to plug up this leaky pipe. We did get that one right. Yeah, we got that too. Bless your heart, the original Southern classic. To anyone outside the South, this sounds like a sweet, caring phrase. To those from the South, it's a masked, cruel insult. If, for example, someone tells Phil, Oh, bless your heart, dear. It likely means they feel sorry for them in some way or are making fun of them. Or they think Phil is just a dummy in some respect. For example, the Southern person says, Hey, Phil, sugar baby, grab us a buggy, will ya? Phil says, Um, what's a buggy, dude? Are there mosquitoes nearby? Southern person says, looking pitifully back at Phil, Oh dear, bless your heart. Here, I'll get one for us. Just drink your sweet tea and follow me, okay? It's sweet tea. Sweet tea. Sweet tea. Honey, you're not from around here. (laughs) Are you? That's what they told us. We were in Georgia. We, like, stopped at this little, like country diner. diner right like out in the on this back road it was like definitely was all local like in alabama there. or georgia it was definitely georgia yeah but it was like you know a remote little town and we stopped in this diner and the lady came over and she asked what we'd like and i was like do you guys know i asked you you said to, it i, I thought said it was it. all right no, you said i said it you said 
I said, do you guys have any sweet tea? And she's like, oh, honey, you're not from around here, are you? She basically said, bless your bless heart. Bless your heart. She may have. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> we didn't pick up on it. But one way or another, it was like, duh, of course we have sweet tea here in Georgia. It's just tea On here. a backcountry road. So, there you go. Bless your heart. <laughs> that dog won't hunt. This basically means that something is broken or won't work. Or someone is incapable of doing something. I feel like we were close-ish on that. Maybe. Might could. The quicker southern way of saying might be able to do something. For example, hey Roy, you ever finish off a 12-pack of cores by yourself? Heck, I used to could. Enough effort, I might could again. <laughs> I think I'm just going through all the Country Bear Jamboree <laughs> voices I can think of. I think so. Um, I doubt any of those are accurate in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, it's Ben's request, so. For some reason, Ben loves to hear your I know. My not very good impressions, by the way. But at least I guess they're entertaining to a certain degree. Um, y'all, the South is very entertaining. If you ever make your way back out here again, get off the freeway and into the backwoods to hear the richest, twangiest accents ever. It's pretty fun. Oh, I love that. Oh, stuff. we've done that. That's Hence where sweet time. The backyard or the, the little <laughs> off the. We, this was not on the freeway. Yeah, and the the crazy part is this is before cell phones when we t- did the back country Georgia. We. Went to AAA. We got the maps. Yep. We got a trip ticket for the main way, but then, so to get to a, we were going to a wedding. To get to the wedding, we went like the most direct. We route. direct did a direct route, and then on the way back, we were like in these little tiny towns, yeah, side roads, everything, and it was fantastic. And that's the one time you've been to Tennessee because in between Georgia and Alabama, the we highway up. dips up into Chattanooga. Chatt- Chattanooga. And it's I mean, that's it. You didn't get out of the it? car. We just drove through there on one way. So and we went to the um, lost luggage store. Yeah, which somehow we didn't realize about the the because uh, we went really quick. Remember, it was like yeah. late in the day and they were closing. So and I didn't know at the time about the labyrinth guy. So no, gotta go back. All right, here we go. So back to the end of Ben's letter. Um, he says, even my wife, who is from Birmingham, Alabama, and has a slight southern accent, is sometimes amazed at just how thick the accents can be down here. So this begs the question, do you Kaipa people have accents? Are they different from others in, say, Northern California? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I mean, to me, I don't think so. I feel like the more Southern California, and it depends on how long you've lived in Southern California, because there definitely is a... You know, even if it's not a total surfer dude, like, you know, I think people can probably tell you're from California. Yeah, I I mean, and most people in Yukaipa have lived here their whole lives. But yeah. it's not I feel like um like they don't have Valley Girl accents like I do. No, but that's you're pretty like you're very <laughs> strong in that, you know, in a lot of ways. I feel like I wouldn't be able to tell if someone was from Yukaipa or Northern California, I don't think. Although it's funny because we just watched a home video of this. When we were up at this camp, when I was a senior in high school, mm-hmm. my family went to this camp up in Washington, and the people there were fascinated by our accents and stuff. Like, my brothers and I, who my brother David and I were both in high school, or I was in high school and he was like, you know, eighth grade, and... We said dude and awesome and rad and stuff just as part of everyday mm-hmm. And they thought it was, they're like, oh, you guys must be surfers. And we're like, we live in the mountains. Like, we don't live anywhere near the ocean. They're like, oh, you guys are so, you know, oh, you must do this. And that's California. Just, I'm serious. Like, they would ask us to talk in our accents like we might ask someone from the deep south to entertain us with their great <laughs> phrases. So, I, I outside of California, I believe that it is identifiable to a certain degree, but. I don't know within if I could identify that. Well, let's not forget when we were taking a hike in that swamp in Louisiana. Oh, yeah. And Luke lost his flip-flop in the swamp, but it was, like, right on top. But there's, like, alligators. Like, what are we're not going to jump over and get the flip-flop. And the sweetest couple came by, and he was like, I don't mind. He, like. He had the best, like, super thick Cajun accent. Yes. And he, like, literally hopped over this handrail 
and kind of waded out into the swamp. the swamp where there's like alligators around. And then he grabbed Luke's shoe. And because Luke was like two, maybe he was young. He was little enough that, you know, it was like heartbreaking that he lost a flip flop. Spider Man. Spider Man flip flop. And so we were like, oh, you saved the day. And then we talked to them for a while and he told us the best stories. All in like the best rich Cajun accent, which and I'm he, not going to even attempt because I can't do. No, no, no. It, it was so unique, and it was like he was talking about how the alligators just came up to their house and they yeah. would play with them. He and his brothers would like chase him around and like drag him by the tail, <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. I, I know we recorded sometime around yeah. back, and I'd love to go back and hear us tell it because I know we probably said more details, but yeah. like it was epic. So yeah. there, I, I love hearing accents. And, like, sometimes if you're at Disneyland and you just hear, like, a group of people from another country or something, we'll just be quiet and listen because I just, I love it. It's Well, and I, like, my favorite, like, my favorite part about working at Disneyland and surveying people from all over the world was hearing all their different, you yeah. know, dialects and accents. And um, it was really interesting because Australians would visit during the winter time because it's their, their summer, summer break, right. and um you know just hearing all the different parts of you know our country and the world is fascinating and i will tell you this the best possible accent to hear is anytime it's a little kid in a str- in a in strong a accent like British, Australian, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like the little kids because they already have like cute little kid voices and they're yeah. like, Mommy, right. Mommy, can you pick me up? You know, and like Charlie bit my finger. Charlie bit oh, Charlie bit me. Exactly. Like again, I cannot do an accurate representation of it, but there's nothing better than hearing like little kids or like if you're at Disneyland and you hear the siblings like fighting with each other mm-hmm. or like whining at their parents mm-hmm. in like an accent, like that's gold. That is gold. And then Phil was basically just in heaven on the British Airways flight yeah. to Europe because everybody who worked on the plane they were all, spoke with a British accent. And they served us tea. We had like tea time mm-hmm. and fish and chips for the meal mm-hmm. or whatever. Like it was just, it was fantastic. So. Absolutely. So I enjoy that stuff a great deal. And from all over. Like it doesn't matter the accent. Yeah. I just like hearing it. I've always been fascinated with language in general, so like hearing the different things people say. So this was good. This was good. If you've got any more phrases or stuff, I'd be more than happy to guess them. Although, I mean, how many southern phrases could there possibly be? A lot. I don't know. They probably have more. A lot. Or maybe just like a lesson on different regions of barbecue, because that's also fascinating. We did. We have had several talks with people yeah. about regional barbecue on our travels. We have. like, And everyone where they're from insists that they're the best. Well, well no, that's not true, because when oh, we were in St. Louis, that's right. we asked the ranger where we should get barbecue in St. Louis. He's all... Uh, drive back to Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. We said, where's the best barbecue in St. Louis? And he said, Kansas City. <laughs> so I guess not everybody. But when we were in Missouri, people said Missouri was the best. Mm-hmm. When we were in Texas, obviously Texas people think it's the best. When we were in uh, North Carolina, that guy there, like, which was one of the most yeah. epic barbecue, barbecue things we've ever done. He definitely believed that Northern, Cal- Northern Carolina barbecue is the Northern best. Northern Carolina, huh? North North Carolina. What's Northern Carolina barbecue? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I guess North Carolina. Whatever. Do people in Northern Carolina call themselves Northern Carolina? I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Because when I said, "Oh, what what kinds of barbecue do you have?" He said, "No, you said what's your specialty?" And he said, "Barbecue." <laughs> and then there's sure enough on the menu, it just said barbecue, and you're like, <laughs> and "All right." So, and Phil and I are like. Okay, we'll like, t- well, we got to get that, but what is it? We'll take- what kind of animal he is didn't, it? He wasn't forthcoming. He just said bar- it was so we, pork. We ordered two barbecues. And it was pork, and it was really It was amazing, good. but different than the others, mm-hmm. you know, so. They have a more vinegary-based barbecue. Yeah. We've had barbecue in Alabama. Yep. We've had barbecue in Texas. Oh, in Louisiana, of course. Yep. But all very different things. So, and we had barbecue in Missouri. Yeah, we said Missouri. Oh. Hence the Kansas City. <laughs> anyway, it was uh, 
We like barbecue. We do. So, all right. Let's uh, finish off Ben's letter here. It says, this has been another classic long email from your friend Ben. Hope you guys are well and enjoy your upcoming trip. Take pictures and try to record another episode to gather your live vacation memories on digital media. Talk soon, friends. Ben. Yay. Awesome. Thank you so much for writing again, Ben. Um, if you guys would like to do that, like we said before, you could write to us at Show at gmail.com. And actually, I have to thank Ben. I haven't listened to it yet because I just saw that they put this out. But Ben, as you know, does a podcast. Um, and it is called the Alan Smithy Film Review Podcast. Mm-hmm. And I just saw that they did one. And I don't know, like maybe it came out a few days ago because the movie came out a little bit ago. But they did a podcast about the Snyder Cut of the Justice League movie. Okay, now you don't have to watch So it. now I don't have to sit through four hours of it. I can just listen to Ben's podcast there and get go. the same thing and not have to sit through it because I don't, I didn't really care for the, you know, two and a half hour version. I don't mm-hmm. see how adding an extra hour and a half is going to make it better for me. But I'm curious to hear what, uh, what they're, they have to say on Ben's show. So um, if you guys uh, are interested in movie type stuff, you should definitely check out the Alan Smithy Film Review podcast. And I'll be commenting on what Ben said about the movie, not having to watch it myself on the next episode. There you go. All right. Well, we've got a couple more things to get through in this show, one of which is Couch Potato Corner. Couch Potato Corner. This CPC. Well, so a big part of uh, spring break was watching TV. Well, that that is always a fun thing to do. And we haven't talked Couch Potato Corner in quite a while. So we've got some important TV things just to catch everyone up on. Because we didn't watch any new movies this week. No. But we did watch some TV shows and we have watched some. So, what you got? So, we are up to season eight of Seinfeld. And it's still wonderful. We did, like, we've kind of put it on brief hold because we're watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., for the aforementioned Marvel Cinematic Universe yes. project. But it, it'll still be intertwined. Yeah. Um, but you've enjoyed watching through it? I love it. I think too. we should watch Friends next, and then you can make your comparisons like you love doing. That's true. But I also want to watch Curb, too. So I do. Cur- we should watch Curb next. And then that. Yeah. Okay. Um, with the kids, I've been watching a new show on Disney+, Plus, an animated show called Amphibia. And it's about, like, this girl who falls into a uh, mystical, like, magical world that's all, like, frogs. Like, you know, anthropomorphic talking frogs. <laughs> um, that's really weird. It's fun. It's silly. Well, I mean, like, it's a cartoon. Like, yeah. They look like people, but they're frogs, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a, It's silly and fun. It's not, like, I don't think it's going to be, like, as deep as some of the others. Uh, you know, like, my passion for Gravity Falls or Phineas and Ferb or whatever, right? But... Or Harvey Beaks more recently. But Harvey. my favorite part about it is that the title is Amphibia. And what does that make you think of? Amphibian? Mm, well, that's what they're referring to, yes, because it's Amphibia. But to me, it sounds like Activia, the Jamie Lee Curtis yogurt commercials. So whenever it comes on, I say, Amphibia. Wow, that's a... Connection. When I showed the kids some of the old Jamie Lee Curtis yogurt commercials, did. and so now they know Amphibia. I'm sure they say it too now. Yeah, they do. You know what I'm talking about. You're going to have a couple young kids in this generation growing up and knowing all the stuff from the 90s. Well, that was like early 2000s, so really they should know that. But I mean, they were born in the Early 2000s. For those not in the know, Jamie Lee Curtis of A Fish Called Wanda and earlier than that, the Halloween series, um, (laughs) amongst many other things, uh, the Freaky Friday remake later on, Mm -hmm. uh, she did a series of commercials about a yogurt that, you know, had, I don't know, health properties or whatever that made you poop better. So she would interview all these ladies about how it helps them to poop. But they, you know, talk around it in fluffy language. But basically, it's a whole series of commercials about have this yogurt that'll help you poop. Well, the whole thing is yogurt, though, in general, helps you with that because it has. Yeah, but they have like more active cultures in Activia. 
regardless, it's a commercial about yogurt making you poop. <laughs> and that's never not funny. So <laughs> There you go. Um, we also, um, like we said, we've been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And you've enjoyed that, yes? So good. I it's, really like it. It's funny because I tried to get you to watch it during the original run and you weren't like that into it. it. But I think it's because you weren't like fresh off of watching all the Marvel stuff and seeing how it all ties together. And once you have that, then the rest of the show, like, it feels like coalesces yeah. all around it. Well, because there's a lot of like, there's a lot of overlay and a lot of things. Whereas if you watch a standalone series like Alias or Fringe, it's all in the show, whereas this, you know, to get every single detail, and I'm not even catching it all. You always say, you're like, okay, remember when this happened? That's right. connected. But like you said, so. an alias, you know, it'll show a thing that refers back to season one, and you're like, oh. But in yeah, this, it's like, oh, remember that in that. Iron Man when this happened? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, so I don't know. I love that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, another thing we've watched with the kids, it's not now on Disney Plus, is Walk the Prank, which is a hidden camera kid show. A kid's hidden camera yeah, show. Yeah, we, t- we, wa- we, we watched just the pranks, like, on the Disney Now on app. Disney Now, but now that they have the full shows on Disney Plus, we're watching them again with the interstitial bits. And they're actually a lot funnier. They're so funny. Than I thought they were. Like, the... The pranks have always been funny, but the little the kids are really funny little actors. So well, and you know they're such good actors in the pranks; like they really make that show. And so does the the adult host Will. Yeah, Uncle Will. Uncle Will is, I mean, he's so convincing. Yeah, when he's really good at like directing their attention where he wants it to. Like, yeah. He's like, he's always like, after something happens, like, why did you do that? Yeah, what happened? What did you do? What did you do? Just to get them to respond. To get it. Like, he really makes them feel bad for, you know, something that wouldn't have been their fault. And he's really good at it, so. I have always loved hidden camera shows. There's something about Mm -hmm. that that's just eternally entertaining. It will never not be entertaining. No, that's why we love Impractical Jokers, Jamie Kennedy Experiment, Canton Camera. You name it. Even, like, um, What Would You Do? Which is a more serious take on it, but I'm always, like, surprised. Like, oh my gosh. Love it. I can't believe. (laughs) Well, and and Nathan, for you, is sort of like the next meta level of that, where he's... You know, the, some the people are kind of in on in the joke, but he's just super bizarre. Yes. And my aunt was on it. And your aunt was on and it. And she didn't tell anybody in the whole family. And then I showed it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we also watched The Secrets of Sulphur Springs. We talked about this a bit on uh, Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. It's like a kid mystery sci-fi show. Kid X-Files. Yeah. Well, sort of. Yeah, something like that. It's good. I feel like they've definitely stretched it out a little long. Like, and I thought like the episode ten was gonna wrap this storyline up, but, but it's, it's not. It's not. It's going. It's still fun to watch with the kids, and I think there's enough interesting stuff in it. But I feel like it could have used a little editing. Yeah, way better than Annabelle Hoop. Oh yeah, like it's nothing like that. But there's some episodes where like like nothing happened. Like they didn't <laughs> advance the story at all. So. But- Still a soft it's recommendation. because our kids, like, are at that age where, you know, like, we were watching things like that at their age. Yeah, totally. And it's still, like, entertaining for us. It is. You know? So it's a soft recommendation, mm-hmm. especially if you want to watch it with kids. And finally, the biggest news in Couch Potato Corner, and the reason we had to do it, what ended this week? So we finally finished Superstore, which is the only weekly show besides AFE and SNL. And SNL, we've been watching. Yeah, like our our last sitcom that's currently airing that you and mm-hmm. I watched together. Together, and it was just so bittersweet. It was a really good finale, though. Was I was great. happy with it. I, I definitely wasn't. You cried. Oh, I cried like I may baby. or may not have gotten a little teary myself. It's so good. And I feel like they had to wrap things up a little faster than they had planned. It definitely, because it was a short season. Mm-hmm. It feels like they could have. Like, at least for the finale, made it <laughs> a little longer. Yeah. But. But it was very well done for what we got. So Yeah. And. 
just the fact that, you know, they they were, like, the first show to, like, put the pandemic in their show. Yeah. Which, you know, that's what we relate to right now. I don't know if they're the first show, but definitely the first one we saw. Like, to be fair, that may not be Guinness Book World Records material, but... I thought it was the only one. And maybe it was. I don't know. But very, very good. If you guys haven't watched Superstore, highly recommended, like, adult sitcom comedy type of thing. Yeah. It's good. Very, very good. Good stuff. We won't spoil the ending because that would no. be mean. But watch it. It's super good. And also the Bob's Burgers that they've been putting out. <laughs> super high quality still. Just got to throw that out there. I know you don't watch it I with just, me. like... Looked at something where somebody was in Bob's Burgers. Everyone's in Bob's Burgers. It's fantastic. I don't remember. Sorry. Well, that is going to do it for Couch Potato Corner. We've got just a little bit more that we need to cover here. We're going to just do a quick look at some vintage Vecchios. We haven't really talked vintage vecchios. I guess the last time was on our anniversary, but uh, yeah, the, of of Mandarin Orange Show. Yeah, but in light of our actual wedding anniversary, we've been watching a lot of home videos lately. Right. Um. So Audrey loves home movies. Like we've very much documented our lives since our children were born in great detail. But Audrey. Was asking, like, well, what about, do you have, like, home movies from when you were kids? Now, we were born, you know, in the late 70s, 1978 to be exact. Like, camcorders and stuff were very expensive. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't know when the first ones were introduced, but I feel like it wasn't until, like, the early 80s, right? Yeah. Like, an actual You were only, like, your wealthy friends. (laughs) had a camcorder yeah and then so you got one a little earlier the earliest we've seen of your home videos is what like 1989 well i was in like third or fourth grade so when is that well i was in fifth grade in 89 let's see so you were fourth grade 90 89 88 you know they probably it was probably 88 right because that's when matthew was born was 88 Oh, yeah, and we have a lot of Matthew. So they kind of did it like we did when we got one before Audrey mm-hmm. was born. So I feel like maybe 88, something like that. Yeah, because 80- there's a lot of baby Matthew. Yeah, maybe even 87, like late 87 or early 88, somewhere in there. And I didn't get it till 1991 is my earliest. Because so there's a little bit earlier of me, yeah. And I'm younger than you, so. So, <laughs> by six months, everybody. <laughs> He gained, I gained so much knowledge and wisdom. You're so wise in the ways of the world. Before I was born. Um, So it's interesting because, like, comparing the timelines to, like, what Phil was doing and what Janelle was doing. And, you know, we, we definitely are true to ourselves. Yeah. We are who we are. We're very consistent in a lot of ways, like humor. Um, it's funny that although both of our families chose to video a lot of different types of things, there's some overlap, like birthday parties and Christmas. But then, like, you know, you guys, you and your sister especially, did a lot of, like, plays, dances, performances. And you guys did. When For me, like, I love music videos. Yeah. I wanted to make, like, you know, movies and stuff. So I directed all my family and making various music videos and so that's a lot of the stuff on ours when you were doing all these yeah you know live performances so i mean slightly different angle but basically there's a reason we both met up at film school you know at biola right. so um and then it's pretty fun seeing that <laughs> so we've been taking turns going back and forth on that and then phil and i um you know because uh you know, I I was a wild child. <laughs> In college. In college. But Phil and I have been watching our college years after the kids go to sleep. And, um, yes, I have mellowed out a bit. I mean, 
so I don't say like bad words out loud anymore. But um, I'm still the same. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm more obnoxious. Like, I think I've always been more obnoxious than I think I was, though. Like in college, although maybe I'm still just that obnoxious and I don't know it now. I don't, I mean, I don't want to offend you, but yeah, you're, that's like your favorite thing to get us to groan. So I'm obnoxious still? I mean, you like being obnoxious. Well, that's good. So I'm succeeding. I didn't say <laughs> it was a bad thing. Jeez. No, you're the same. You're the same. I guess. Although when we were kids... Like at home, we both bossed our siblings quite a bit in oh, various yeah. because uh, we were both the oldest production. Yeah, like as the director of a music video or the director of the play or the dance routine yeah, or whatever. You yell at everybody. We were a little a lot of yelling. There's a little. I've got on some there. like vintage Disneyland in oh, my. Oh my gosh! Yes, through the Matterhorn on Sky Cars. Yeah, and then. Like, a lot of other stuff. Tom Sawyer's Island. She's got yeah. the balancing, the teeter-totter rock. Yeah, Splash Mountain. Yep. Like, some absolutely epic stuff on there. So, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, You had way more awards assemblies. Yeah. There's a lot of that in mind. Than me. But, um, again, like, it's our parents. It's what that you – there's patterns of what our parents chose the video, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys, because we also have, like, things that are boring that, you know, at the time, like, you don't know what people are going to want to see yours from mm-hmm. then. But, like, there's one of you and your family at Christmas where you set up the video. I'm not you, but somebody set up the video camera on a tripod aimed so at your dinner table. Meal. And it's just you guys eating an entire meal and, like, quiet conversation. And, like, far away. Not, like, the potatoes. Yeah. Close. It's, like, clear across the room and zoomed out. So it's just, it's literally like a 40-minute video of, can you pass the potatoes, please? Mm, These are good. Good (laughs) job, Grandma. I really like the vegetables. And my aunt, like, feeding (laughs) the dog, her dog scraps. Yeah, Yeah, we did like a... Not scraps, like actual pieces of, like, turkey and stuff, like, from our dinner table. It's pretty entertaining. Um, And then, like, my family, although we haven't gotten to this one yet, but when we went on a trip to Hawaii... When I was in like eighth grade, and we had the video camera with us, and there was a lava flow. We was on the big island, and we got to go up close to a lava flow. It was where a spot where it was flowing very slowly, so they let people get close enough to observe it going right. And we videoed like the entire time, and it was super exciting being there in person. But it's just like a lot of dark. You know, you can kind of see a little bit of glowing from the lava, but it's mostly like dry, you know, mm-hmm. cooled. And so it's just little cracks of glowing. And there's, I don't know how long, because we haven't gotten to it yet, but probably like an hour of just slow moving lava. I can't wait. It's fantastic. So again, I think we've gotten better at learning to like be selective in what you capture for your memories. Yes. But, um, this kind of led to, we went to put in our honeymoon. We were going to watch that for our anniversary. And there's something wrong with it. There's like disc rot or something. Because yeah, we the tried disc it in multiple DVD players and multiple Put computers. it in the computer and try to get through. It's like to completely blank. So we still have the original like camcorder tape and the VHS tape of it. So um, before those, you know, mediums get ruined we decided we're going to digitize everything so we got a little uh capture thing to take uh, it has like everything <laughs> it has like the svhs cables yeah it has usb and we're gonna digitize all of our stuff so you're gonna be hearing more vintage vecchio stories about all of our well and it's adventures. funny because phil has like seven discs of like home movies but i only had like three. Well, no, so you had like five of them. And there's more. We just haven't. We're behind. We kind of fell me. off of. Because we were for a while. This was back earlier in our marriage. We have a DVD burner and we we're copying all the stuff from the VHS to the DVD. But we realize that's an antiquated medium now. Well, and not just that. Like, I wouldn't mind having DVDs to physically, you know, have a separate copy, but those can rot and get messed up. So it'd be much better to have it digitally as well. So, well, I know DVDs are technically digital, but you know what I mean? Yeah. On the computer. So that's our project. And we may have to put some clips on Mandarin or show the group. Yeah. Because there's some pretty epic. Yeah. Well, especially <laughs> we may need to send a little 
snippet to Ben because we've got yeah. some great Ben footage from college. Ben on our uh, deadline deadline set, Behind especially. The There's some really fun stuff with Ben. So and then Ben, you were you like came over to my apartment when all the boys came back from Biola, England. And so there's some really boring footage of us just sitting around. Oh, my gosh. Again, like. <laughs> Phil wasn't there. I wasn't there. <laughs> and it's everyone just kind of sitting around and, like, having a snack and <laughs> quietly, like, talking but not really saying anything. So much footage well, of that. Bo, Bo picked Bo said some funny stuff. Really funny. Ben, like, danced around a little bit. But then everyone just sat quietly. Yeah. And Bo said, he had the video camera, and he said, Hey, Janelle, this is really riveting footage. You know, can you make me a copy? <laughs> Which is so hilarious, because he knew back then it was boring. Yeah, but they still <laughs> kept running the thing, and I'm telling you. I mean, you know, for a few minutes, you're like, oh, there's, there's Bo, there's, there's, so ben, there's ben, there's Jeff. And then it's just quiet. Like, you can't really hear what everyone's saying. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so boring. We're watching this on Fast Forward. <laughs> So, anyway, again, I have plenty of boring stuff in mind as well. Don't well, get me wrong. Well, and this comes to, I forgot too, this comes to our spending habits in college. Yeah. Because I'm always like, oh, I bought this keyboard, this brand new keyboard, so I can learn how to play piano. And then I said on a trip, I was like, oh, so I spent $500 on this camera. I better use it. So, like, I'm just dropping hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was, like, <laughs> buying a frozen meal per week to live off of. Hey, I taught you how to use coupons. I know. And uh, that's why But I then was... also, I was, like, the Jerry Seinfeld of our friends. Yeah. Everybody just came over to my house, drank my soda, ate my seven-layer nachos. Watched TV, played video TV, games. played video games. I was the place that everybody came over. Yeah. I had the hangout place, yeah. which I always have loved being the hostess. Um, but that probably didn't help any. Like, me providing free beverages, probably ice not. cream, food for a bunch of college kids. So. But we all came over to your house, though. <laughs> As is evidenced by the many, many, many hours of footage of people just, just hanging around at your house. And we're like, oh my gosh, we're being so loud. So loud. There's one video of us at your apartment, and like there's a bunch of people over, and I'm playing guitar, and we're all singing really loud, but like screaming Scream, loud. And because we're just being silly, I'm making up dumb songs about like toothpaste and stuff. And somebody goes, what are you, what do your neighbors think? I'm all, they're louder than us. Because we were, like, all, like, screaming, like, so loud. People are drumming on it's stuff. It's obviously nighttime. It's nighttime outside. I don't know how you didn't get kicked out of that place. No, I lived there for, I lived there after I graduated. Yeah. College, so. It's pretty great. I mean, yeah. we could do that here and no one would hear because our neighbors are far, but. But we were sharing you were walls. You like, sharing walls. <laughs> you were upstairs, exactly. Like, my gosh. Yeah, but that's a little bit of a peek into Vintage Vecchio, and uh, we'll tell you how the recording goes if you have, uh, you know, things you want to digitize. Yeah, we'll see. Because there's places you can send away, but we go broke. Super expensive. Yeah, I was looking, and it's like, I don't know, it was like $20 for like per hour, and (laughs) I've got, you know, we've got an hour worth of Janelle's family eating dinner at... (laughs) Christmas, I don't want to spend twenty dollars to have that put on my computer. So I'm willing to like try it on our own. We're and we spent twelve it. bucks on like a capture thing on Amazon. So yeah. So we'll see. See how that goes. It's just a matter of setting it up and doing it. We'll do it. <laughs> and you know what else we'll do? We'll bring this show to a close, Janelle. All right. Now there's one more thing. I didn't want to do a whole separate music segment, but I do want to remind everyone that our first PopVox Presents of the New Year is happening on the 11th, which is this, this weekend. weekend. Is it Sunday? It's Sunday. Sunday. And so um, keep an eye out for that. We'll share a link and stuff as we get closer. Uh, but I'd love to have you guys join us for a quick uh, PopVox Presents live stream of the band August Moons. So you should do that. Anything else? Um, I have been on my Instagram just posting, um, in great detail, like, day by day. Well, in particular, our trip through Europe. 
So if you want to know like our itinerary and how we did things, if you check out my vacation pants Instagram, you can hit me up with any questions, you know, DM me. Um, I've been getting a lot like I just posted our trip through Tuscany and somebody's like, oh, did you go on a wine tour? But we didn't go on a wine tour because we don't we're not big wine drinkers, but Matthew did buy a bottle of wine That's at true. the Agriturismo. Yeah, like bottled there. At bottled the there, made there. And then we sat around and played card games, ate bread and cheese from an Italian gas station, and drank some wine. I mean, how much more Italian? That's pretty much it, yep. <laughs> I mean, that's living life Card under the tus- Tuscan sun in our Italian villa. Yep. So, it you know, it's pretty. I want to go back to there. I know. it was. It's dreamy. So, you know, come relive our Europe trip with us there. And, my you know, vacation pants. My vacation pants. So. All right. Well, thank you, uh, dear listeners, for joining us once again. We'll be back next week. Don't forget to write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. Janelle, thank you for co-hosting with me, as always. I am happy to be co-hosting. We'll be back on schedule now that we're off of spring break. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, with that, we're going to close it out. So for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.